0: What if we just took all the racism and replaced it with
1: swag?
0: <laughs> I'm Eliza Jansen.
1: I'm Noah Jansen.
0: I'm Meg Jansen. And I'm Ivana Brihas. Welcome to Twin Picks.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> not for racism.
1: Not for racism, though. No. I forgot
2: we were doing the claps. <laughs> Do you think that was like... I think it was so
1: funny. I also think that was, no, quite was funny nice. in the end there as well, <laughs> <laughs> but not for racism. Gosh, I love movies.
0: Would like to pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging of the Gabrieleno people, the traditional custodians of the land I'm recording on.
1: And uh, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the of the land on which myself, Meg, Ivana, and Anthony are now recording, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin nations, and pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging.
2: Woo! This is swimming! <laughs> <We're
0: laughs> <back. laughs> <laughs> and what's going on? Meg is so excited to be here. You have to do the
1: sexy hook, Eliza. I have a cool oh, yeah. little intro.
0: <laughs> but I got interrupted because Meg's so Yeah, exactly. Meg is so excited. Was.
1: She was so enthralled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Welcome to Twin Pits, the show where a pair of actual real-life human twins and also me make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and we decide which one does its job better. Wow. I can feel that everyone is so psyched to talk about these two very contentious, thought provoking movies today. Let's that right? fix racism. We are Let's pumped. fix racism. Join <laughs> in. Let's fix <laughs> No one joined in.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good. Races. No, I'm currently good. Um, yeah, we have a really- non
0: shenanigan member of our team to help us unpack these movies today as well. (laughs) I'm going to be really
1: (laughs) serious the
3: whole time. I'm actually pretty pissed off about the amount of jokes that have been happening already. Um, I feel like we should just like
0: cut it (laughs) over.
1: Cut the racism. (laughs) It's
0: wonderful friend Ivana Brihas, a great film writer, video essayist, jack of all trades. Welcome back to our podcast.
1: Thank you. With I'm another, genuinely with another awesome. You're bringing us another awesome pairing. Yeah, so. another one
0: of your suggestions. Thanks, guys.
3: I'm very buzzed about this. Actually, I rewatched them on like just a couple of days ago, and now I'm like super ready to talk. Oh. Yeah, they're
4: these great are
2: hard ones. ones to talk about. Like, I'm excited, but <laughs> like, I'm yeah, I'm feeling like. I don't know. I so it was
1: exhausted watching, yeah, I'm like, re-watching both of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm
2: like, whoa. Yeah, yeah exactly. So much to unpack.
1: Before we get into them, we must unfortunately do an annoying little bit of admin, which is to say that in the last episode we, at, at the top, flagged that you would have been getting a uh, bring it on, bend it like Beckham double bill that unfortunately... We do not have for you because it was the best episode. It was so good. We were so talking good. before we recorded about how fucking hilarious it was, but unfortunately, we lost it. We, it we lost it. It doesn't exist anymore. And we <laughs> were gonna re-record but it, just but trust we were us, like, it
0: was like so, it was that good. It was, it so was good.
1: yeah, it was so so good. But we were like, you know what? Well, we don't want to just like recreate the same convo like one week later. So we'll give it a bit of time, and then we'll give it to you. So I'm we still breathing you'll as well.
2: It. Like I'm only up to yeah. like the fourth stage
1: we didn't talk it's for a few like days
2: Hunger, isn't it?
1: I, don't know <laughs> I think you've added hunger? a stage yeah that, that's fine that's all good anyway but alas we are not talking, about, not talking about teen female driven sports moves today we're talking about something very different what are we talking about something eliza Something
0: even more serious
1: much more <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah more serious than cheerleading really i don't know Ivana um, suggested these two films get mm-hmm. out which is definitely the bigger, probably more mainstream success, this horror film directed by Jordan Peele hmm. and Tyrell directed by Sebastian Silva. And these movies kind of came out like around a similar time. Get Out is 2017 and Tyrell was end of 2018. And there's, But there's another connection that I think of when I think of Avrana, which is both these <laughs> films feature your boy Caleb Landry Jones. Yes. You oh, did man. this last time as well so? with,
1: with Sky High and Stanford Prison Experiment, yeah. the yeah. other episode we you hear. Not only were the films very similar, <laughs> but they also had an actor, the same actor in both of them. And in this one, it isn't even the same actor. He literally is the same character, essentially, and he fights the lead actor. I reckon, like,
3: Tyrell is, like, what Jeremy did on the weekend before Get Out happened, (laughs) and then um, he comes home and he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, Um,
1: that's deep. Tyrell, the Tyrell (laughs) weekend is a calm weekend for that guy. And then he goes back to his cult family in Get Out and does what he does with that family.
3: Yeah, but I'm very excited because I have like a strangely encyclopedic knowledge of this man. Like I know too much about him. Can we hear some about him? Hey, I mean, like just on the level of like I've seen too many of his movies because when I – Get Out was the first thing I saw him in. And I remember seeing it and being like, who was that dude? Because he was so intense Mm. and I like looked him up and then was like – Nobody stands in between me and my man. It's me and Mr. Jones, <laughs> to the and watch <laughs> all of. His... Wow, that was so like that was very witty. I'm so impressed.
1: Well, it was really embodied. It's like I just felt that you believed it. Like I you did. Yeah. Like, Amy Winehouse wrote
3: that about him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's done like a c- weird range of films, and I just kind of became a completionist and got really interested oh. in like him as a person. Mm. Um, there's like. He's just very bizarre. There's, like, a Kyle Buchanan profile of him that's just, like, the strangest thing I've ever read where they, like, go to this <laughs> underground ghost sex burlesque performance and, oh. like, smoke weed there. Ghosts- oh. And then, like, Whoa. he takes him to his apartment, which is, like, described as, like, exactly what you would imagine Caleb Landry Jones' <laughs> apartment to be. It's just, like, a mattress on the floor and shit. Yeah, and in like like a warehouse. Or- he shows him some paintings that he made and he's like, yeah, I made these while I was recovering from, like... Whoa. Having injured my balls from masturbating too much. <laughs> and like, it's just like, I, I'm just here. him. Here I am, Look, here oh, I am wow. thinking this
1: dude's really got range. Apparently, he's barely acting. <laughs> he's just, he's playing himself. He's he's doing, himself. just he's doing him in every
3: movie. <laughs> so did, you,
1: did you watch like Tyrell, for example, because you loved him so much and Get Out? Or like, had you already seen it? Or?
3: No, I just watched that because it was at MIF at the time and we are doing mm. Critics Campus.
1: Oh, Eliza, is that when we... saw it because it it was one of those movies that i never thought i'd be talking about again Mm. also the distribution of this film is horrible (laughs) it's impossible (laughs) to find yeah it's only on like american streaming there's no legal way oh i don't know what to do there's no legal way to watch it in australia (laughs) you can watch it on youtube can't Can't you no you can't it's literally they don't they haven't licensed it out in australia and um I also think it gets a really bad rap, like because it's yeah. a very naturalistic film, which we'll get into. Mm. It, people do not like this movie. And I am very excited to, I think, restore a bit of its deserved reception <gasps> Me today. Too. It's so great. I'm keen for these ones.
0: Me too. Yeah. Um, before we kick off as well, mm-hmm. just before we start recording, I wanted to say this is being recorded the night before Joe Biden is inaugurated as the new president of the United States. <laughs> dates of america mm. and which is nuts watching these films which are so intensely political and really clever and different ways and especially mm. Tyrell, which has a lot to say about Trump and is definitely taking place in a already in Trump's America already so Doesn't it takes place in like the, like week? It's literally on the week streets of outside inauguration? it's because yeah. of the inauguration
3: <laughs> yeah yeah it's set during the week of, the
2: yeah,
0: week of the wow. inauguration yeah yeah
2: it's set yeah Tyrell is it's just so mm. meta yeah. You've really wow. brought it planned home it all. Look at you. Very good stuff. <laughs> well, we may have it. lost Bandit like Beckham, but what a happy accident that here we are. <laughs>
1: speaking about this now. <laughs> and is this, this so, Anthony, this will be 40, yes? This is 40. This is okay, 40. this is 40. <laughs> which we could have, have done power. this as 40. My
0: favourite movie. Damn it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It's, it's fine. What would change, movie Chris would you really have done with this all? is 40? Yeah, we could.
2: Um, could've... Tyrell? Yeah. Yeah, i watch Tyrell again.
1: Yeah, sure. Just because. It's an important movie and it's been watched.
0: Um, I think first of all, let's talk about the bigger movie of these and the chronologically earlier film. Let's start talking about get out. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes.
2: Get out. Yeah. Right now.
0: Right now. It's the the end end of you. And I keep forgetting we shouldn't sing on the podcast because I'm always gonna lag and then you can hear how weak (laughs) my vocals are. Damn it. Is a horror film and it came out in 2017, although for some reason to me it feels like it came out like 10 years ago already. It's mm-hmm. the debut feature from Jordan Peele, who like we mainly knew for the sketch show Key and Peele. And I have to say like this movie is still one of my favourite cinema experiences, seeing Wasn't it, it in a
1: big cinema for the first
0: time. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I just thought like that. let's kick it off by... I feel like this isn't anyone's first watch. So do you mm-hmm. want to start, Ivana, with saying what it was like yeah. the first time you watched this movie? Like, was it on TV, in the cinema, whatever? Yeah, sure. I watched it in the cinema. Um, I can't
3: remember where. I think it was Lido. And then I saw it soon after nice. again at, like, the Astor. But, um, yeah, it was actually, that's what I was thinking when I rewatched it for this, was that even though I was watching it alone, it really, like, brought me back to feeling like I was in a cinema. I feel like mm. it was. it's so hard to watch it and not remember like how it felt to see all those moments for the first time and hear other people reacting and stuff. And like, it's pretty crazy for a debut. Like it felt like such a, like, it's so rare for a movie to also be like an event and this like significant yeah. moment in like the world, which yeah. I thought like this really was. I,
1: I always think like my, my biggest one in that cinema that, um like that first time I saw it was like packed cinema and everyone, we'd been hearing the buzz from America for a few months. was so excited All I kept thinking the whole time, especially in the moment that my favorite part of the movie will talk about, um, like the ending where we all literally stood up, everyone stood up and erupted into applause. I will never forget being like my whole life. I've looked at all these classic movies, that, like horror movies, that I've been like, what would it be like to be there? When like The Exorcist. Halloween, Jaws. for Alien, for Jaws, for Empire Strikes Back, for like those iconic moments. Like what would it be like? And I remember being like, oh, my God, one day when I'm an old man and hopefully my kids love movies, they'll be like, what was it like when you saw Get Out? And I was like, this is the first time in my lifetime that I'm having one of those moments. It really is. It's yeah. the only one that I really remember being yeah. like I was there. Yeah. yeah. Did you have that, Meg?
2: Yeah, I think as well as someone who, I mean, listeners of the podcast know this, I'm not crazy about horror movies. I like a thriller. I like feeling tense. But the the way that it's constructed in Get Out is so masterful. Like I've never been in a movie theatre and save for actually when I saw Parasite as well. Oh, yeah, um, interesting. And I saw both of them at Nova. I've never ever felt so tense and walked out with like such a sore neck and shoulders because I was <laughs> sitting like tense the whole time from the point where um because you, Cause know, you it, were
0: shaking your head and being like no 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 no, no don't no, do racism no, it's is bad. So bad no no
2: <laughs> from the point where Rose that's the girlfriend's name yeah, right? yeah Rose. where Rose like is going there's all the photos of her ex boyfriends <laughs> from then on I just I. Stopped, like I love popcorn. I stopped eating my food and I walked out with like a full thing of popcorn because I stopped eating. I was so, so tense.
1: And at the end and, you were like, I have to get out of there. Yeah,
2: and I got out. Uh, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yay,
1: we love.
2: Um, I think this movie as well does something that like it, it's a, it's challenging in the sense that as like white viewers we go to the movie and it's not as if we could ever watch it and feel the like you know, feel the like experience like that is not relatable to us, and yet somehow Peel seems to like introduce this alienation and isolation very, very slowly, and then all at once that we aren't that like. As a viewer, I didn't feel that removed of it by virtue of the fact that I am one. Like obviously, we can't understand like the experience, but watching it, it's so like, yeah, it's so yeah. like
0: mm. universal. I think, or something no, through it's every watching, lens. Yeah.
1: it's effective. Yeah. <sighs>
0: I think watching it in a cinema where everyone is clapping and cheering yeah. and laughing when white people get murdered at the end <laughs> and you know it's completely the right thing to do and you're like yeah kill them like <laughs> I I think that's that's like where we are in the movie where the corpse is getting murdered then, yeah. like everyone is so psyched to see die and like yeah. there aren't many movies where I'm in that position where I'm like kill me yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's just um, like you you forget how like Well, not You Forget, it's what the movie is so iconic for, but, like, this idea that we really hadn't seen a movie take, like, view racism through the lens of that, like, liberal Mm. thing. Not, like, it's there is a lot of horror about Not Enough, but it's, like, there's horror has always reflected the darkest parts of society. So mm. there have always been horror movies about racism, but it's always this about like first, rednecks
0: or like it's about rednecks crazy or about evil and it's even like
1: what's kind of happening with kind of like sexual assault horror at the moment mm. or like stories mm. about rape, where it's like it's not the guy jumping out from the bush that we're telling stories about anymore. It's like the nice guy, the guy that like yeah you know doing. It. It's the same mm. as this where it's like the point of this movie is it's the reason it has this enormous mass appeal is that like everything that this fucking people are saying, we've heard someone say, we've all yeah. heard, like, it's such, you know, it's like an American in-joke that, you know, the person that's like, oh, I would have voted for Obama yeah. a third time if I could have, you know? <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's commenting on that thing in the most, like, revolutionary way in and, like, a cinema And, like, that landscape. is where the
2: horror in its, like, insidiousness, that is where it lies in the film. Like, obviously there are, like, supernatural elements. There's, like, the hypnotism and stuff. Like, all of that is scary, but that's not, like... <laughs> that is not like terror inducing in the way that the moments of just like this bizarre, like, I don't know, dialogue. Like it's so interesting and well done and fucking terrifying.
0: Like it's so good. Mm. Mm. Talking Mm. more about the terrifyingness and like where the horror in this movie comes from, Meg, you've come out as a non huge horror fan. I know Ivana, it's not a genre that you're really, you really gravitate towards.
3: Yeah, no, sorry. I thought you were going to say something about like Meg's sexuality. I was going to be like, oh, congrats! Like, <laughs> what? what, what, what? Make um,
0: come out. And Meg it comes out. out in this <laughs> get out
1: episode. Yeah, wow. I don't. That would love, huge. Wow. Um,
3: I don't love horror. I get scared very easily. Aww. Um, but Aww. yeah, I I really like this film. I think it's good because it's clever and the acting is really good. Like Daniel Kaluuya's performance is Is such a like anchor for that film and just like all these little, like, facial reactions and things that he has, like, so perfectly timed.
1: The image of him, I sort of, like, I think this comment connects to, like, the iconic element of, like, the movie's iconography of, like, the sh- the idea of him before he goes into the sunking, sunken place. Like, that image of, like, him just, like,
3: paralysed, yeah. the
1: tears streaming down yeah. his face. Like, that's one of those moments that as you watch it, you're like, oh, this is forever like part of like like that's what do they say like language in, like now visual, like yeah. People, yeah. i actually think one of the most incredible things about this movie is like it gave people like a cinematic language to like convey things in real world scenarios like you hear now people being like oh my like when for example there's who's that horrible republican like that black woman who's a republican candace owens and everyone's like she's so deep in the sunken place you know what i mean right. like <laughs> and, we use yeah. yeah we use it's like Literally, it's, like, that's what movies can do. They give us, yeah, Yeah. it's about Kanye. Like, they give us the language for Mm. these things. And, like, the image of, just, like, as a horror image, how incredible that is of Daniel Kaluuya, like, falling through, like, a black abyss. And, and like, he's absent in his own brain in the presence of, like, this Mm. family of white people, like what as a black audience that would again as you were saying make like whilst we can always enjoy this movie and recognize what it's doing Jordan Peele is always like I don't make movies for white people I made this movie yeah it's not for you black people and how incredible that would be to sit there and be like oh my god that image Mm. that's on the screen I know what that is I know what that's telling I know what that's speaking to about the black experience Mm, it's absolutely incredible I I think Oh, sorry, Betty Gabriel
0: to... is oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, Betty Gabriel yeah. as well does a great job of showing yeah. that on the outside, the, the, the where it's like waitress. it looks like someone oh. who's at gunpoint, How like do do uh, trapped inside their own body. How and she does do you do job. that?
1: Oh, it's yeah. incredible.
0: I
3: think I felt like a lot of what you were saying when I first saw it. That feeling of like I already know that this is going to be like such a like talked about thing for. Ever Like it's crazy that I was like mm. here for this moment mm. or whatever. And that's the thing is like, it's only been three years and watching it, I was like, there are so many images throughout that are just, like, these already these, like, iconic yeah. internal things. Like, how did he do this? Like, yeah. it's crazy. It's
1: famously already one of those screenplays where, like, every single thing alludes to something. Like yeah. a, a the cotton, little, the black the cotton mold, in the chair, all these the random
0: little motifs. Oh, Literally it's
1: incredible.
3: At the it's start of the nonstop. film, like, he's talking to Rose and he's like, oh, just I don't want to be chased off the lawn with a shotgun. And she's mm. like, you won't be. And then she fucking does that she at the end. Does it. like.
1: Oh, can we talk about the ending and how... Yeah, how, let's so get our right How I, would
0: you guys feel if um, Peel had stuck with the original ending, which is the cops show up and it's not Chris's friend Rod picking him up. Yeah. It's the actual cops. And I think it's, presumably Chris is going to prison.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's the most powerful subversion of the screenplay screenplay rule that's like in a great screenplay... The whole time you subconsciously know where it's going to end. You always know where it's going to end. And then it's not about predictability. It's about like by the time it gets there at the end, you're like, oh, we were always headed here. And the whole time I was trying to fight it. And this is the best subversion of that because you almost get both endings. Because the point, the fact that you see the lights and in your head... You go, oh, my mm. God, he's going to go to jail. No. He's yeah. he he enough. Yes. And it's so funny that, like, how incredible to make the choice to be like, this is for black people. This mm. is not a movie for white people. This isn't mm. a trauma. St- I, that The fact that the audience knows what that ending is means that by suggesting it, we essentially do we it. We do, And yeah. then we give mm. you... The what you actually the want, which is anyway. the, the catharsis, catharsis that, of that you it. deserve it as is well. Yeah. Masterful. But as well,
2: even the fact that, you know, the police like lights codes so quickly as a threat exactly. to Chris mm. and not, you know, his salvation, just
1: exactly within yeah.
2: the context of the film, but more broadly as well. Like that, that is such a testament to the yeah, universality of like what this film is trying to say and how. Like, flawlessly it says that and subtly. Like, it doesn't need to do much to say, like, look exactly. at what would happen to this It literally has and,
1: its cake and eats it too. Yeah. Like, it gets to say that statement and then yeah. still give you the catharsis. Incredible. I just wanted
2: to quickly flag, I, I love, well, no, Alison Williams as an actress, as Marnie <laughs> in Girls and um, as Rose in this. She is so unlikable. And she's so good at doing it. <laughs> like she codes as unlikable so quickly and I love her for it. The, this performance the serial is so scene strong. is
1: so funny but so terrifying. Yeah. It, like sh- It's one of those bits where like I feel horrible for how funny this is.
3: Something about and, her eyes. She's just yeah, like terrifying. so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not to get into like comparing the pics too much but I think that idea of catharsis, like a lot of people really superficially mm. compared Get Out to Tyrell because they were like same premise, Caleb Landry Jones, but like... I think that what they're doing is super different, and in terms of the whether it's a cathartic film or not, I think is one of the big things mm-hmm. that differentiates I, them.
1: I think it's actually like a really interesting bit of like foresight from Jordan Peele to almost realize whilst making this movie that he's like, I actually have in my hands something that could be an all-timer. Mm-hmm. And if it was just going to be another horror movie, I don't think it would have this ending. But I think there's something to him being like all the pop culture staple horror movies that are for the masses have their more traditional hero narrative or something. And there's something so powerful to, I think he knew that he's like for this to be the all timer, I should do the more conventional story thing, or I want to do the more conventional story thing of have the audience who's rooted for the character See the character win mm. and get something. Mm. You know what I mean? I just—it's it's incredible. He tells this entire movie about racism that feels like it's always teaching you something, like subconsciously. Or you're, there's always something to take in, and then at the very end, it's like, but here we give you the story beat, not the, mm. not the but like the
2: symbolic, not the
1: symbolic beat or yeah, something. Yeah. You know, that's like mm. incredible, so amazing. I wanted to so ask: you do, you do you guys think, think the horror oh. works in this movie? Oh. Do you think it's a scary movie? I think.
3: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> when I rewatched it, I was in like a dark room alone. And then like the, uh. the, like it was on a projector and the projector cut out in the middle of it <gasps> and it got really dark. And then in front of me there was like there was a chair and i could see like a figure sitting oh, there and i like, it's Caleb. like and yeah yeah it was um oh no it turned out to just be like a jumper that i hadn't noticed before it, like <laughs> oh, fucked me oh. and so like that i guess
1: so that's is pretty a going whole that I was tense but um,
3: yeah. i will say like i, I think that the comedy cutaway bits to his friend don't always work for me. And I don't know if that's just because I'm like mm. appreciating like the strength of the horror and feel like at the same time it's like it's an understandable like need for catharsis or relief. But I think when it gets a bit long, like when he goes to the cops and there's that kind of extended gag yeah. bit, I kind of feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Good. And I, I
2: also I think I agree with you on that. And I didn't pick it up the first time, but. When I rewatched it, I've rewatched it a few times, but when I rewatched it for the podcast, I did think we didn't need this. And I don't know how much Peel needed to lean into. Like, obviously, he's got a comedy background and he's just like a f- comedian in general. He's mm. so funny. But the humor, like the funniest parts of this film, it's more when, you know, he's at the like annual party and all these white people are like bragging about Tiger Woods. Like, oh. that's funny. Like, it's not so funny doing little, yeah, gag bits about like the friend who's all like, out there and it does it does assist with the catharsis at the end obviously and we need to know him as a character but yeah i think i agree i don't know that he needed to lean into those as
0: much as he it's definitely not room. what you think about first when you think of get out yeah not at all, not at all. <laughs> the
3: hilarious cutaway oh,
0: so that, <laughs> i just friend. want the rod scenes of get out i hate <laughs> scary things i just want to watch <laughs> airport <laughs> i mean, <laughs> um i think in a way like i know i'm sure especially with noah we've definitely talked about how good horror and good comedy have like the same rhythm often
1: in movies. Mm, Absolutely.
0: And I think something that I only thought about this time watching the movie on a rewatch is the title Get Out because I read a critic who said like they saw it as it's something that, like, black audiences will say when they watch a horror movie. They'll be like, you stupid mm-hmm. horror movie characters, what the fuck? Just get out of the house. What are mm-hmm. you doing? And Which like,
1: kind of the function it's of known
0: that if you- <laughs>
1: the guy of the comedy, yeah. that of, I'm not sure what his name is, sorry, the TSA right. agent as mm-hmm. well. I think that also lends that element to it, Eliza. Yeah.
0: Yeah, where it's like, I think in pop culture and in horror movies, there is kind of, like, this ongoing stereotype that, like, white people are dumb and get drawn into these situations. Mm. But black people should know better and should be like, get out, what are you doing? Mm, and right. in this movie it's literally just pushing it and seeing when will he get out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it just had not crossed my mind before. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's called Get Out because he want to get out.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so deep. The whole, <laughs> I find it like really, I, I don't think I used to notice as much like the, element of being like we're talking about racism through the lens of like a more like a white liberal that thinks they're progressive and how in this movie that translates to them like wanting their body meaning that they think just what that says about the idea of like how like their version of thinking they're progressive or that they aren't racist is being like if we were racist we would want you to die mm, we totally, would want yeah, you to yeah, exist yeah. but mm. we we only prioritize, like we only um, idolize you for your literal form. Well, it's literally right.
2: appropriation. The way that
1: we, it's exactly the most appropriation, of it. and the way that we like breed, like it's not a mm. an accident that yeah. all the athletes, like in all the biggest American sports, are black. Like yeah. that's literally the been carried on from, like the way you would breed slaves to like wrestle and fight with each other. Like it's actually a rich tradition of being like, oh we. Like we celebrate black, black blackness, like blackness but you're and right. it's, it's actually, actually fetishization, yeah, fetishization yeah. literally. Yeah, yeah. And like, what incredible translation that is from something as simple as, "Oh, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could." Yeah, literally.
3: Yeah. And yeah. in in a film that's everything that's in it seems so deliberate. The first like two times I saw it, I couldn't make sense of why he introduced Rose with those shots of her like looking at. Pastries. I was like, why this? Like, everything seems so considered. <laughs> mm. But I feel like watching it now, she looks at them really fucking intensely. She's, mm. like, got this <clears throat> demon eyes, And I feel like it's just, like, establishing her right away as, like, I'm scanning, like, this row of things that I want to consume, which is, like, my whole, like, <laughs> yes. what she's about. Like, yes. I feel like it kind of works. Oh it's like, God. that's yeah. the way she looks at all the but black people in her life. She's just like, let me pick one and consume you, you know? Oh, I
1: never nice. thought know that. That's a great pickup. That
2: was really nice. I like that. Wow. Oh. <laughs>
1: Holy hell. Get out. That's a film.
0: What a film. Guys, do we have anything else? To, of course we have other things to say about this film, but should we move on to Tyrell and save the rest of our get out thoughts over the past three to five years for competitors? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's That's crack on. Is a 2018 film directed by Sebastian Silver. And I know a lot lot less of our listeners will have seen this than Get Out. So just a quick plot summary. It's about a guy called Tyler and he's heading to like a bros kind of like weekend getaway with like this group of guys he doesn't really know in the Catskills in this like beautiful snowy mountain kind of area. And once he arrives, he realises he's the only person of colour there. He's the only black guy there. And the whole weekend... Of the whole film is basically just really closely taking the lens to all the microaggressions, perceived microaggressions, and also just, like, drunk white boy shenanigans. I think I've said shenanigans, like, five <laughs> times in this episode. <laughs> but, yeah, it's focusing on what happens out. over that yeah. weekend and um, Tyler's experience of it.
3: Hey, Eliza. And yes? Sorry, aren't you describing the film Get Out, directed yeah. by Jordan Peele? That sounds
1: that a lot. That kind of sounds cool. like, well, yeah. like that. that Jordan Peele movie we watched? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Avana, <laughs> Christ, no. the movie describe. I'm
3: talking about
0: stars Caleb Landry Jones in a supporting role. So
3: right, does he play like a racist
1: white boy?
0: Yeah, and he's like kind of wacky. Oh, uh, okay, so super
1: different. And in this one, he like yes. it's not like that one because he like wrestles. Here uh, and they like
0: wrestle in this. He re- one.
1: They wrestle and they fight on the fl- uh, and they fall okay. on the floor and stuff.
2: And oh, like I'm in so this one,
0: he's like a racist. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. just think before you speak next
1: time. <laughs> it's fine, you're a <laughs> guest, so we'll give you this um, one.
2: <laughs> I felt bad for this movie because it came out so close yeah. to Get Out. Just, and it's a good movie. I was
1: just about to say, don't compare? you think there's a weird thing where at first I reckon Sebastian Silva and the whole, you know, casting crew and stuff would have been like, damn it, oh, no, yeah. this really mm. similar movie. But I almost think it's like this is what our show exists for. Because yeah. they're together I'm <laughs> yeah. like, isn't it interesting The Get Out does the thing where a mass audience can watch it and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think it allows mm. a lot of white people also yeah. to be like, like, you know, people always tweet, like, white people don't, a lot of white people don't realise that Get Out's about them or they think they're not yeah. the ones that it's about. Mm. This movie is almost like the broken down, most naturalistic possible version of... The things that get out is saying on it with a like wider brush stroke. Yeah. Mm. In a sense that it's like, I don't like well, I think the best example of that is the the Caleb Landry Jones. His character almost in this mm. movie, he never says anything actively, mm. like he's never actively like racist. He never is attacking. Yeah. But he's the kind of person who projects like everything is worded. The only way he knows how to relate to people is by nagging them. The only mm. way he knows how to relate to this guy <laughs> is by making him uncomfortable. He thinks he's better than everyone. He needs yeah. to do everything his way, and it's just a movie about how white people do not know the influence they have in a mm. space. Like, and it's yeah. just people mm. reacting horribly to like they literally. It never occurs to any of them that- the influence that their presence and their actions are having on him. And whenever he reacts, they're like. But, you know, you can see all their eyes, but like, yeah. this guy's an like, whoa, He's so annoying. Yeah. Like, even his best <laughs> yeah. friend, like the most, yeah, d- like the yeah. most deeply sad part of this movie to me is the thing of being like, imagine we've all had it to a degree with something, but not one, like I'm sure it would be horrible being a black person and then meeting your white friends, friends and being like, oh, these are your friends. Yeah. Like th- yeah. I've. Opened up my... I've been honest with you my whole life. I've been the most authentic version of myself with you. And now I meet your wider friends and they're these fucking guys.
2: Guys, can I just quickly flag as well? We talked before very quickly about Alison Williams being Rose. Yes, Yes, being Rose in Get Out. And Christopher Abbott, who he plays Johnny in Tyrell, he plays... Charlie in the TV show Girls <laughs> against. Oh, really? Marnie. Yeah, against Alison Blizzard. So both of them are like the counterparts. So they're like the equivalent. Wow. Like Alison Blizzard's oh, wow. character there brings go. him into.
0: That get does out seem correct. So Isn't like weird? The white foils in these movies would come from girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from
4: girls. yeah. Yeah. Well, and
2: I had a hand in it all. You know, she's like.
4: like <laughs> oh, that's next level. Um, that's so yeah, no,
2: I think I thought that was something that was interesting about this movie because I hadn't heard of it, I hadn't seen it before I watched it literally this morning. Oh, and right, it was your first watch. It was my first watch of it and I feel physically really tired from it because <laughs> yeah. it is a drainer um, in like a very interesting and like thrilling way. Like that's what it sets out to do um, and does that. But um, because I struggled to find a way to watch it um, until this morning last night I was like Googling about it a lot and I came mm-hmm. across maybe like four or five separate reviews where people, critics pretty much said something to the extent of, like, this isn't really about racism. This is just about happens. being, like, excluded. Like, this isn't, like... <laughs> oh. a, and I was kind of like, no, no, that's the point. Like, that is the point, that you yeah. as a critic or as a viewer or whoever, yeah. like, you yourself are being told to interpret it in this way and even then you can't, mm. like, you know...
1: I think it's just such so bl- a naturalistic, effective portrait that it means most viewers literally don't even get it. Yeah. Like literally most yeah. viewers are like, nothing what happened. Am I, nothing happens. Like, this isn't
2: like Get Out. It's yeah. the
1: most, it's so funny that all the reviews are like one-star reviews from people like most boring movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that is the most exhausting it's film boring, I've watched in a naturalism. long yeah. time. Like,
3: this is what it feels like to like live. It, it feels know? like <laughs> you're like, just sitting
2: like,
1: in there. Yeah.
3: I um, I wrote an S like a review of Mm -hmm. this film when it came out and kind of got into that idea of like the fact that a lot of reactions had kind of argued that like nothing happens in the film and I think that's a really interesting thing comparing it to like Get Out where like there is a level where I do worry with like white viewers of Get Out that it's easy to kind of for them to distance themselves from mm. even those white liberals, because they're like, yeah, 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 but I would never cut someone's head open. Mm. Like once it gets, even though <laughs> all that, that violence level, is a metaphor, yeah. they're like, therefore that's not me. Yeah, very know? true. Yeah, and whereas this, like, because it stays naturalistic, it's like, yeah. like, it's almost too close. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I I feel that the, to say that nothing happened is to say that like. Racism doesn't exist until it like culminates in one big event yep. or confrontation. Exactly. Like in get out. Yeah. Like if it's just a bunch of microaggressions for a full weekend that send this guy into a crisis, that's nothing. Nothing mm. happened in the film. Like that's like just saying it's that so reveals reductive. so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: because I think I think it's literally like a textbook in what people don't understand about what r- racism constitutes or what like that like. othering yeah. constitutes. Like literally, people there are so many people who would be like, I don't get why racism is such a problem. I don't see it ever. And they're the people who would be doing things like, you know, chucking black accent into, mm. a, into a party game. Yeah. And then, you know, every single person there being uncomfortable and no one wanting to bring up, no, yeah. that's not okay. So every, like, even your best friend helping brush it over mm. instead of addressing it.
3: Yeah. And that question of like, most likely they're only uncomfortable because Tyler's there. It's not mm. like this actually makes us. If you weren't there, you weren't oh, there we just keep it. playing the game. And Absolutely. like that's the thing. And it made me think of this idea of I read someone describe a lot of like Australian male culture as like aggressive mateship. Yeah. Where like we're so <laughs> chill. We're having so much fun with each other in an aggressive way where if you aren't having fun, you're the problem. Yeah, you're a downer. You're yeah. calling
2: us out yeah. on things and things that's harmless. You yeah. can't keep up yeah. with there's bands. There's so many
3: moments where, <laughs> like, mm. Tyler is kind of made to feel like, fuck, like, I'm the buzzkill. I'm yeah. being standoffish because yeah. I'm not, like joyfully engaging in whiskey slaps. Mm. Like, sorry, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Whiskey slaps, I will say, does seem kind of fun, Dude, yeah, though. Like, I, would, I, just, I watched I, it and was like, I'd like to play that. I was also like slapping, slapping, slapping. good for you. Like, Get the, him tired. Ty- the Tyler. racial,
2: like, um, undertone and that whole um, side of it. He's also just a stranger to these people coming yeah. into the situation. So irrespective of it, of that, like, there is that othering that's yeah. occurring. You know, even if you were to go to this movie and watch it and be like, I don't get the racial part of it, you would be like, yeah, but they're still, you know, You're really so right. othering in I th- their language. I think you,
1: it also just speaks to like masculinity, like mm-hmm. the idea of being like this person in the space feels uncomfortable and anxious and all these men view that as one thing and that Mm. is a nuisance. Yeah. Like his Mm. best friend treats him being uncomfortable in this space. He never comes at him from like empathy or understanding. Like, are you okay? He always treats him like a problem. Yeah. And it's like, you've brought me here. (laughs) I am uncomfortable. It's not my (laughs) fault or my responsibility to perform for you. Yeah. Yeah. Liz, um, what did you think on this rewatch? Haven't heard from you yet.
0: I was just thinking you um, briefly brought up the bit where they're playing a party game Mm. and – Tyler kind of gets, he's already kind of tipsy and like, you can see it's, he's starting to get really like hurt by um, just like already the little digs that they're making consciously or unconsciously or whatever. And I, on this rewatch, like keeping in mind all these reviews I've read or, you know, people I've seen the movie with where they were like, "Uh, it wasn't enough for me, nothing happens, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like, I almost wonder if, that first 15 minutes where Tyler first does a black stereotypical black accent in the game, it's like, he fir- it's like the first time he concedes and is like, yeah, okay, I'll perform, like I'll go along with you guys. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that's the best, almost solid part of the film mm-hmm. and it makes its point so concisely mm-hmm. that like watching it from then on, I felt myself um, being less involved. Even yeah, though like right. Michael Sarah coming in, that's great casting, <laughs> weaponizing Michael Sarah oh, as so so annoying so good. He's And He's like just, a big burst of energy in the film.
2: And the specificity but. of his character, like is such yeah. a I don't know, like you like you don't know anyone like like And you him kind of do want to party with him a little bit. But you know like <laughs> groups of men and it's like, oh the one person and then yeah, like the way that he attaches himself to him it sort of yeah, is like a burst th- of energy, like a lifeline or something. But I think I agree mm. with you a Eliza, that, um, yeah, him, him conceding and acquiescing to like, yeah,
3: the,
2: the group that is like very stirring. And then from then on I wasn't less engaged, but I was probably less like moved or even just like less, um, it was, it was less perceptible to me, like a,
0: I think it's just natural. It's like that's the first big tense moment where it's like, will he go along with this? And once he does, you're like, I kind of know where the rest of the movie may hit. I
3: I feel that that is interesting because for me it sort of feels more like watching the film. I feel like I'm watching a guy cycle through like – a bunch of different strategies that he's trying mm. to oh endure and it feels way. like, yeah, and it feels like, he's like
0: that. Trying to it was like, okay. Like he does try to I'll, get out and it doesn't yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, and
3: it kind of feels like that part is just like the first thing he tries where he's like, all right, well, the first thing he tries is just being like, no, I don't want to. And then when that doesn't work, he's like, all right, I'll okay. play along. And then immediately on his face there's like self-hate for doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing he tries is like, I'll say I'm sleepy. And then the next thing he tries is I'll just get fucking drunk so I can cope. And then he tries I'll get angry. And like it just feels like the film is him trying all these different things that aren't working because he's not the problem and mm. he shouldn't be, mm. you know, trying to like he adjust be him himself to. Yeah. Yeah. But that's sort of, I guess, for me, why it works throughout. Cause for me, I feel like he's shifting through all these different little like modes. And then like when Michael Sarah shows up, he like for some reason loves him, even though he's like <laughs> this horrible asshole. And <laughs> he it's like he's
1: <laughs> into Michael Sarah's, yeah. Like Michael Sarah thinks that his version of being like a nice dude meeting another nice dude <laughs> is like playing in but he, all he does is view him as like a black person yeah mm. and it's so sad he's in such a fragile place he like plays in he lets sure. him play into yeah. that they like feedback mm. off he's each like, other. he's
3: like i love this guy and like- yeah yeah. yeah, it's
1: so hard. I completely agree. I, I was gonna say, Liz. Like, I I enjoyed this actually a lot more than our first viewing. Um, I loved it the first time we saw it, but I think I was like a naive little boy then. I don't think I <laughs> a lot of it hit home as much as it did for me now. And I have a big like, like as Meg and Eliza know, like I have much more of an interest in like personal development and introspection things now. That mean that I was very fascinated by. The second day <laughs> You're like, onwards. I didn't
0: care about who I was when I first saw this movie. <laughs> <It> <laughs> I was a dickhead.
1: <laughs> I was the worst, yeah. <laughs> but, like, just the, the second day in this movie onwards is utterly fascinating to me in mm. the same way mm. th- that you just said, where, like, you watch him, you watch someone like, go through all these different patterns and behaviours and it's so clear as day what they're a response to. Like, literally, he will laugh at a bad joke and take a mm. huge swig mm. of whiskey or, like, yeah. he'll he'll try and get in on a joke or, like, try and participate and then everyone kind of others him mm. and he'll drink a bit more um, and... It's just you, like, watch the spiral and I found it so fascinating because you literally see I'm just like, oh, he just doesn't understand or doesn't know how to, like, grapple exactly with how he's being positioned, which mm. is why the third day is really interesting because he wakes up and he's kind of lost everything. He's embarrassed himself in front of everyone. They've all made up their, Mind pro- about him. Made up their minds about mm. him. And he comes out in his durag mm. and he comes out and there's just a sense that, like, he mm. has lost everything, so he might as well be himself mm. almost. Right, because
3: he doesn't put it on that first night. He's, like, going he, to He's it, going to he put it, it on and he doesn't put mm. it on. And yeah. I think that's something
1: really interesting to him on that third day being like, well, I've embarrassed myself and ashamed myself. I also didn't notice this the first time I watched it as well, but I was like, that is infuriating. Like, the instigator for him leaving the house on the second night, the first time I watched it, I was like, what is it about them all dancing right now that necessarily is the thing that makes him leave? And mm. I was like... All day, or for the past few hours at least, he's been drunk and apparently making a fool of himself. Mm, And everyone's been like, you're uh, everyone's been like, you know, side-eyeing him and being like, he's such an inconvenience. And the second he takes the vaccine, it's like, fine, I'll go like, you know, have a shower and like head in my hands, be ashamed of myself. Mm. He comes out, and now all of them Mm. are acting exactly like he was an (laughs) hour ago. Mm. And it's literally that thing of being like, they all act like, oh no, he's just another one of the guys. But they don't treat him like that at all. They, it's only yeah. allowed enough space for when he's being that big, they're all like, how embarrassing. Mm. And then the second he leaves, apparently they can take up the mm. space now. Mm. Ugh, it was chilling. I um, they got goosebumps.
3: I wanted to, You're talking about the burning the painting. The burning the painting, yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to talk about that because, like, it was such a strange thing watching it. Like, it felt like such a violent scene in a way that I couldn't put my finger on. I was yeah. like, they're I was technically thinking- not doing anything to anyone, but it feels mm. so distressing to witness them burning this painting Mm -hmm. and dance joyfully to this song. And I think it's a combination of so many things Mm -hmm. of like, okay, the lyrics, like it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Bunch of white guys singing this during trump's inauguration is just them being like this is disastrous i feel fine about it because it's mm, not going to affect me like yeah. thank you for flaunting yeah. that <laughs> yeah. and so like you can be nihilistic <laughs> right like nihilism is kind of a luxury that yeah. like yeah, yeah. Totally. they're allowed to be and it, they think that it shows how like woke they are the whole time they're like we're friends because mm. we also hate trump like common enemy makes us friends which like, it like not beat
1: up this trump and yeah yada. you would love
3: to do this wouldn't you tyler like he's fucking exhausted and uh, anyway but um very true and then like on the rewatch I also noticed just even the fact that like there's a point where he talks to his partner and they do like a prayer together and so maybe he's, he's like religious. a bit religious mm-hmm. and then they're burning this religious painting because they're mm-hmm. like, we're really woke so we are, we hate all religious we people hate, yeah. and like that maybe makes him uncomfortable. Like there's so many levels of like the way in which that scene is just like a really violating, yeah. Yeah. disrespectful and moment. Even
1: if he isn't explicitly like because uh, like – I was thinking that as well. I was like, did he say he's religious at some point? But I'd f- forgotten about the phone call. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like, there's even just an element of, I think he would be like, they don't, they haven't, cons- they don't know right. me. They haven't yeah. consulted mm-hmm. if I'm religious. They yeah. just assume that the mm-hmm. woke, cool, yeah. fuck but Trump position is all religions you. fucked. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, you know, one more thing. Yeah. It's just like the think- mounting boiling pot element. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And in, in that, same way like I think like yeah the burning of the painting it's just the culmination of what are like heaps of like mm. little assaults throughout the film mm. like they're constantly knocking shit over they're constantly <laughs> like that's just the physical
0: destruction yeah they're and
2: physically Tyler always- is
0: the only one experiencing it internally yeah,
4: yeah
2: like they they're, they're mm. always you know bashing each other or bumping into each other. It's so, like, gestural. They're always knocking shit over. Like, there are just all these little, like, assaulting, abrasive moments that culminate in this big aggression and they're celebrating and it's something that he's supposed to be celebrating too and it's like, what, what the hell? Like, it's this whole culmination of disrespect but also just, like, yeah, like, aggressiveness and I agree. It's I, – I hadn't really thought about the religious motif but, um, yeah, it does feel – especially tense in that moment.
1: It's so. such a just thrilling like as a viewer watched be like oh I love that I'm not being hand fed what the instigator is here yeah. though. Like I love What's it again singing? that it adds to the naturalism of the thing this thing that's just like it's when you know if this was a book we'd know what it was about that moment that made him leave and I love that like this is when the visual medium is great because mm-hmm. you're like I don't know and that makes it so much more interesting that mm-hmm. I'm like what must be going on in his mind throughout these two days? Oh, poor mm-hmm. guy. Literally. Exhausting.
0: You know uh, one positive in this film that made me smile and made me feel warm? The dog. Oh yeah, good dog. Actually, you know what? There's <laughs> many, dog. there's plenty of cute things in this film. <laughs> what kind good of dog, dog is Good that? snowman. I was gonna say Christopher Abbott's Bjork impression was very good. His jaw For
3: compression. <laughs> his Bjork His Bjork impression. <laughs> his jaw. Yeah. His jaw. jaw like, impression. What are you talking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do really I love enjoy that. Abbott. Um And I think, yeah, he is great. Mm -hmm. And again, that adds to that whole scenes, like, because they're doing like Icelandic and British and whatever, he can't really call it out and be like, this game's racist because they'd just be like, no, we're doing impressions of everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I love that moment. And I love the kind of moment of like deep focus that goes over Caleb Landry Jones's face as soon as he starts that impression. And then he just screams (laughs) Bjork. (laughs) What an insane choice. As an actor to make. Do you
0: think that was Caleb Lambert Jones just being himself again? Like, he. I, I think he'd be a Bjork fan. They. I mean,
3: yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, actually, I'll get into that later. But, um. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I mean, it seems pretty improv y throughout. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. You do wonder how they made it.
3: Yeah, they, apparently, so they didn't get to read much. the script.
2: Yeah, no. So what? it was like, wow. They just have mm. had ideas. It's
1: baffling this movie got the, well it makes sense why I got the reception and release it did but it's devastating it's mm. so unfair. It really is so great. I, I think really that would be a really good
0: time. point to kick off comparing the pics actually yeah, talking totally. about the scale of both movies Shall we press on with that?
1: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So looking at these two films, which we both, we, we all seem, we seem to have like pretty much positive feelings all around about mm. both movies, um, give or take a few little decisions made by the filmmakers. Um, one big thing that really differentiates these films is between these films is their critical reception. Like we've said, Get Out has basically 100% positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it had it at that mm. some point, And it's a huge studio release. Whereas Tyrell is definitely a smaller film, lower budget, and I know a lot of people didn't connect with it, as evidenced by some reviews and, like, just from speaking with people who saw the movie. Why do we think that is? We've already touched on it a bit, but, like, what is the big difference that's keeping people from loving Tyrell like they love Get Out?
3: Um, well... I will answer that. But I do also want to say I'm really, like, thrilled and relieved that you guys did have a pretty positive response to Tyrell because mm. suggesting them I was like, okay, they're all going to dunk on Tyrell because just judging by, like, the <laughs> general, like, reviews mm. and response, I was like, I guess I'm stupid and, like, no one else will <laughs> like it. And, like, so it's been really nice to hear that, like, two movies about similar things can be good. Um, but, yeah. yeah, and in really um, different ways. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I Have you heard of the podcast Twin Peaks? <laughs> I feel um, like um oh sorry I totally interrupted you. you finish your thought
3: oh no I just I think in terms of like why Get Out was more successful and popular I feel like it's you know there's obviously like a ton of factors but just the fact of it being a genre film being much bigger and shinier and more accessible yeah. being like Jordan Peele's debut that was like exciting people were curious mm. for it mm. like I think it just made it more of a like you know it's it's uh, it, it appealed to more people or like was more hypeable
2: yeah. I agree. I was going to say, um, before, when I cut you off, um, <laughs> I was going to say that I think the reason that I liked Tyrell so much was that it was like, you know, going in the same direction as Get Out, saying very similar things, but in a really different way. I think mm. if it tried to do it in the way that Get Out does it, I probably wouldn't have liked it because I just would have felt like, well, Get Out does it so well, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, by nature of its difference – it is disadvantaged because it isn't as loud or um you know it isn't as yeah I guess specy in the way that it achieves its message, mm-hmm. Tyrell that is. Um and yeah, Get Out obviously had Peel going for it. That's mm. a huge debut, a huge draw. Um and the buzz surrounding it being um being marketed as a horror film as a racial horror film whereas tyrell it it i don't see it as being that marketable in that way because it mm. is more quiet and subtle and dramatic um and a bit more of like a yeah a bit more meditative i guess yeah. i just feel like I, the draw isn't quite there I, to a commercial mainstream yeah you know?
1: it's interesting for me i think i think in direct comparison i don't have a problem with get out having the position it does whilst like in the mm. cultural you know mind whilst um Tyrell not having that really like in direct comparison i think i understand that my problem is more so with tyrell not having any position really like i i think the more natural thing i could understand is that if these were both really critically applauded films Uh, and Tyrell was more of like a little underground, not underground one, but like just one that, you know, not as many people had seen, but says a really intelligent, subtle thing really effectively. What I think is really tragic is that it barely has that. It has no distribution, uh, like, at a huge level. Like, in America, it it is on different services, but you have to pay for it on all of them, I think, other than Hulu, Um, and it had no it had no talk. It had no like people really talking about it. And I think that's a problem with um like movie journalism. Like I genuinely do. Mm-hmm. I I think I haven't really spoken about it on the podcast before, but like obviously like Eliza and like all, all like a bunch of people we have on the sh- show like are incredible writers. And I think part of that is I've grown up loving movie journalism and it's been quite sad like mm-hmm. seeing people my age and rough cut and stuff—all these incredible young writers—that I'm like, this is what movie journalism is to me. And I hate when a great film is like dumped on, or the critical reception for it is mostly composed of like people with very dated opinions mm. who aren't really willing to engage at the level the thing is requiring them to meet it at. Yeah. yeah. If the reviews had merit, like not like any opinion is has merit, but I don't really respect. A bunch of old dudes who clearly have, like, a lack of understanding of what the thing is trying to meet them at and then in their review aren't really trying to challenge that within themselves. And instead of just being like, oh, this is boring or this is, like, too empty, I'm like... Surely something in you was like, oh, I am actually not informed enough to understand what a microaggression is that it's telling (laughs) me, you know, where I go, this should in some sense be more talked about. And I think it's really unfair it isn't for Tyrell. Like that frustrates me. I'm excited people might learn about it from this conversation.
3: Me too. I hope so. Um, And I think it's also partially just circumstance, like timing. Like if Tyrell came out, I don't know, 2015, it'd probably be like a, it would be like, engaged with on its own terms. But it happened to come out a year after the big deal that was Get Out and kind of had to deal with like being in the shadow of another film about being like the only black person mm. for a weekend at the white people's house. Yeah. And like that probably didn't help it.
1: You know what I actually reckon would have helped her having this conversation now? Streaming. I actually reckon it's a mm, perfect true. movie for like if this had come out now,
3: mm.
1: if Netflix had bought it up or Amazon Prime had bought it up and released it and people would have seen it on their featured and yeah. people would have seen it, I reckon it would have had a more of like a cultural understanding that I think is fitting of its quality. What do you think about any of that, Liz?
0: Yeah, I think like with, it sounds like there is a lot against Tyrell against it getting a wide audience. Like you said, like for, for whatever reason, it's not out there and talked about and stuff. And I feel like that is a good quality of the movie as well, in a way that it's like this movie I, I think it has a hard time being made for a particular audience mm. because where get out, most of the evil characters are kind of archetypes. Like they sort of represent different kinds of racism mm. or whatever in, like we've said, Tyrell is pretty much just like spending a weekend in this environment. And, um, you can't cling on to being like, Oh, this evil white blind guy right. who's going to rip out the character's eyes. Mm. <laughs> like, that like, e- even though we've spoken about how much we love the horror of that and that it is a genre movie, there's nothing like that to grab onto in Tyrell. So you're like, well, like a, a broad audience. Yeah. Where are they going to find themselves in this movie? They're not going to be pandered to or explained really in right. any way. And its like, ending is much more, and I, uh, I guess, opaque than yeah.
3: Get Out. Like mm. it kind of. Yeah, It's very kind of unclear or it's up to you what it's doing with its ending.
0: It's sort of a sad ending mm. where it's like it wasn't resolved. Like you got, you know, this could happen next year. You guys could all meet yeah. up again and fuck with Tyler all over yeah. again, you know? I
1: think I think the audience question, because like, you know, our question in to the picks being like, does the film achieve what it sets out to do? I actually think one of the biggest things, as you kind of touched on Eliza, that goes um, like challenges Tyrell is that like, Even though I think as it's a more like, you know, you're like a, what do they say, like a fly on the wall kind of story where it's just like very naturalistic. I think it's really just, I think therefore it is for everyone. I think Tyrell really, the people that that movie is for who could like learn something from it, they aren't going to get it. You know what I mean? There's an element to get out where being like, it's, for everyone and everyone it's pretty hard to not take something away from it no matter who you are mm. for tyrell it's so delicate. It's definitely
0: using established truths, mm. yeah that, as yeah. well more like absolutely. the meeting the family even beyond like horror and stuff like that's a story that we've heard about. Yeah, absolutely times. like awkward mm-hmm. in-laws yeah, absolutely
1: whereas tyrell is like so naturalistic that there's an element of like to some degree the very people who need to learn these lessons watching this would it would go right over their head. And yeah, I think it's that's it's what we see in the reception. Therefore, the audience, it's kind of for, can't even perceive it or yeah. like get it. You know what I mean?
2: And like w- like speaking about comparing the peaks, I always say it, I'm always like when I'm deciding which one to choose, it's like which, which one does the job that it sets out to do better. Like what jobs mm. like are these films respectively trying to do or what are they trying to accomplish? Um, and I think because of that, even though it occurs in this naturalistic space that lends it a lot of um, sincerity and um, tragedy, Get Out is just easier. It's it's just an easier thing to appeal to people and if the message you're trying to get across is as important as this is, it deserves to be seen and understood and, you know, to register with people Mm. in the mainstream. I would say. And that is why I will be picking Get Out. Although I really think Tyrell was an amazing movie. Mm.
1: It's such a tricky one. when We pair two great movies, especially a movie that's underrated, where it's like I want to elevate you, but also we've paired you with the masterpiece. We love an underdog. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Who's next? Who's who's voting next? I can... Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. Go for it.
3: Yeah, I feel... Like when I watched them, I watched Get Out first and I was like, oh, it's just so strong. This is stupid. Like obviously I'm going to pick Get Out. But then I watched Tyrell and was like, yeah, wait, oh, this is also good. Um, And I think it's that thing of like taking it as like not just a film in a vacuum but a film that exists in the world Mm. and like the context that it exists in. And when I think about like picking one in terms of like if I had to erase one from existence, if I had to, I would erase Tyrell (laughs) purely just on like the fact of it being Mm. so much more significant that like Get Out was this like really big genre film made by a black filmmaker about racism. Like Mm. Sebastian Silva isn't black. Like he handled those issues in a really interesting way, I think, but Mm. it's just like more important culturally and like did more in the world, I think, Get Out. Um, And like, yeah, it was just such a big, I, f- I feel like we weren't even really talking about stupid things like prestige horror, um, <laughs> pre get out. Like, I feel like that was really like a, yeah. a oh, key moment. We and, haven't
1: like, gotten into that convo even yet. The thing that like, I personally, as a huge horror fan, really, even though get out is part of the incredible movement of like great new horror and like it means more people are watching horror. I want to flag that I really just like the convo around like yeah, mm-hmm. prestige horror and like horror that's worthy of attention and then all the other horror is just like crap which right. get out really instigated and that people
0: say if you hate horror yeah. you'll yeah. still like this yeah. which yeah. is so it's funny good. because like, like clearly
1: mariasta stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: when this is clearly made by someone who loves horror like so yeah all over this yeah. this
1: is like night of living dead it's the people under the stairs like yeah exactly
3: yeah, but so with a heavy heart, I'll like I'll pick Get Out, but I still really support Tyrell as well, and Aww. think people should watch them both.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. This is a big one. Is going to be them what both. we all
0: say? We reckon both movies are really worth watching, really valid. But Get Out, just because it's reached yeah. more people, like for a film with a strong social message, is that the ultimate aim? So Get Out just has to be. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: I, I I just think my, my votes get out. I, I honestly can't believe I, again, I just come back to, I can't believe I was alive for a movie that did as much as effectively as get out does. Mm. It literally like, it is so many things. Mm. Like you can even just appreciate it as like a tense, well-structured, really thrilling horror film. Like it's just incredible. Mm. Even in that lens, mm. which I always appreciate of course, but like, I just, I adore it. And Again, it's one probably the best cinematic experience of my life watching wow. that. Um, yeah, that advanced screening at Lido. Like, we'll never forget it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Damn. 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 Damn.
0: Wow. Well, we covered two movies that really successfully, I think, make you see their story and like the outside world through like a really racially charged, nuanced lens. But Get Out was the winner. Get you out, out. Get, get out, out as well. Get get here. Out here. You're a little you The winner uh,
1: Oh, yay. <laughs>
0: well, and without further ado, it's time for Triplet in the Attic. So Triplet in the Attic is our segment where we each are going to pick a third piece of media that would serve as a great um, you know, little aperitifs to these two movies that we so loved, and let, let's
3: let's start with Ivana. I'm so excited to hear. I'm what am googling the thing. Is. Can 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 someone else please speak so that you don't have <laughs> yeah. to deal with my silence?
2: Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> Meg, go. Am I doing mine?
1: Go for it, kiddo.
2: Okay, mine. Yes, can it
1: actually be get out right now? Uh, someone should do that. You know, that's actually such a good idea. I oh,
2: want I to no, do that. No, that's so good. But I am actually gonna pick something else. I'm gonna pick a movie less. Um, Less yeah socially um, significant and important, and it isn't doesn't have much that's very meaningful to say about the issues we've discussed today. but it is nonetheless Such a, a movie about otherness and about <laughs> um, entering into like a weird ostracizing community. And it's a horror film as well, and I and I really recommend these. Um it's the Stepford Wives, but the original, the 1975 oh,
1: Stepford Wives. That's a great one. Which is
2: one of like the yeah. first I think one of the first horror movies I ever watched, and I think it was also the first time that I ever saw titties on screen. Um and, <laughs> nice. sorry I had to mention it. Um and I think it's I think it's a really, yeah, cool, satirical, thrilling, interesting portrait of like otherness. It's obviously very um. Yeah, it's it's like it's in a sort of in a similar way. It's entered into like the cultural dialogue. Like, you know, you can be a Stepford wife and yeah, be this totally. sort of robotic homemaker role that – like
1: vacantly. Yeah, serving serving whatever a, a man, yeah. I
2: also really like the remake, but um because I want to keep the remake is a cluster We watched yeah, that movie I a lot. Randomly, that's a and good movie. Didn't
1: it so much. It's good. I yeah. like
2: it. Um, I wanted to team with the horror theme though, so yeah. I like to team with that's the horror. That's a great one. Make that movie. So I did do um, that
1: movie is really like chillingly quiet. Yeah. I always remember that about the movie. I'm like, it's so interesting that they chose to make this movie as like silent. as it? It's very like, still. Weirdly, yeah. it makes the town so creepy. You know, mm. great movie.
0: What's the thing that the? <sighs> Because in the new one, the lady who glitches, she's like, they'll see them, they'll see In the old one, what's her thing that she says when she's, like, glitching hmm? at Catherine the party?
2: Holmes. Oh, the friend.
0: No, oh. it's like when they go to, like, a barbecue and there's, like, a stepford wife that's, remember. like, malfunctioning. She's like, I have to go get those appetizers. Like, she says something, like, over and over and over <laughs> <don't> again. <laughs> it
1: would be so funny acting as a robot, uh, like, as, like, a performance. Having yeah.
2: I also think, yeah, if we think about horror, I think it's <laughs> a really cool, um, Horror film in the way that it sort of um, makes up like the body horror of the '70s, which actually hmm. for someone who doesn't like horror, I really mm-hmm. like like this and like the Beguiled, the original. Both yeah. of them are like sexy and like
4: yeah.
0: grotesque and interesting. So you like like body horror where it's not really like a supernatural transformation; it's like someone getting chopped up or having their body yeah. manipulated or something of
2: horror. That's probably what mm. I like the most, or probably of like older horror. Gross. Mm. But I, like, I do, like, prestige horror these days. Like, I, I quite like Aster. And <laughs> yeah, Aster stuff, yeah. But anyway, that's me. I'm done. That's, Yay, in, yeah. that's a great
1: one.
3: Beautiful. Yeah. Um,
1: Are you ready, ready for
3: it? <laughs> Are you
0: freaking <laughs> ready? Yes.
3: Um, I kind of have two. Please don't cancel me. But, um, <laughs> I've got two as well. I'm being naughty. Okay, so <laughs> <great>. <laughs> um, The first one is just kind of a silly light one, which is, like, if you would like to learn more about Caleb Landry Jones. um. <laughs> In 2009, when he was at the tender of age of 19, he recorded a little album with his pals in Texas because he makes a bunch of music and mm. it's called Men and Their Horses and it's like surprisingly <laughs> good. It's like weird, like what psychedelic kind of folk. Is it on like Ooh. Spotify?
2: Is it like Psychic- no? It's only, it's only on Bandcamp.
3: Folk. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow! And it's like super, like fun and weird and like some really like nice little like long songs. He last year put out a new album which. Is also nice, but I prefer this one. I, like, think it's, like, just really cute and cool. Um, So it's called Men and Their Horses by Robert Jones. And the other thing that's my triplet is this book uh, that I recently ordered and can't, like, completely recommend because I've only read, like, a handful of pages, but it's called – it has such a full-on title. It's called Racism as Zoological Witchcraft, A Guide to Getting Out. And it's – wow. Really, yeah, it's seems very interesting from what I've looked at. Um, so it's by wow. this scholar called Afco, who um I'm reading from like the Amazon description, offers a compelling vision of a reimagined social justice movement marked by a deconstruction of actually this is too wordy, but basically it's talking <laughs> about like racism and like animals and The connections between those oppressions, right? So that's where, like, the zoological thing comes in. Why it's called Zoological Witchcraft, I don't know yet, Um, but it's called Mm -hmm. A Guide to Getting Out because there's a whole chapter that gets into the film Get Out and analyzes it through a lens of, like, finding the connections between, like, animal oppression and the oppression of uh, black people Um, and the many ways that white supremacist notions of animality and race exist through the consumption and exploitation of flesh. And so, like, I've looked at that chapter a bit And there's so many like things that she points out that I hadn't really like considered even on the level of like in Get Out, that famous scene where he's like trapped in the basement and he's digging into the chair. Everyone kind of comments on like he's picking cotton out of the chair, like that's really symbolic. But there's also the fact that the chair he's on is made of like the skin of a murdered cow and that's literally the act of being like, I like you, I want to kill you and take your skin, which is what they're doing to the people yeah. in the film. Oh, There's taxidermied animals, which is also I like you and want to kill you and take your skin. And, like, that kind of connection. Mm. Um, it's pretty heavy. Like, the reason I haven't wow. finished it is because I got it and it, like, bummed me out too much. Yeah. I read, like, five pages and was like, this fucking sucks. Wow. Like, it's all
1: just... Yeah, but it also connects yeah. to the opening shot of the movie a lot. That, like, I right. actually randomly have a thing where, like... A- it's so funny. Get out was the first, so like it's like okay. it's obviously okay. It's a great part of the movie, but like so many horror movies, start have a deer with people jump out. in a car on the way to oh, a party, nice. and then they hit a deer.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: But yeah, how that connects to the idea of that, that she just like gets back in the car and that he's like.
3: He's concerned. Empathising like, with like, exactly. this creature yeah. and what
1: that says about what you've just spoken about. It's yeah. really interesting. And I
3: was like thinking about that. I was like newly aware of that watching Tyrell as well. Now that I had like thought about it through that lens and the little things like the fact the that dog. the dog is the, the dog. only person who's nice to him. Yeah. The, the only house. thing that makes
1: <gasps> him feel like a yeah. fucking person. And they're person. like,
3: why then, do you keep going off with the dog? Right. And, like, and then, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you're. it's the only person who's not going to fucking like oppress me. Yeah. And yeah. then Michael Sarah showing up and being like, do you like my jacket? It's made out of a bunch of dead rabbits and being like, Proud of that—that that kind of connection between
1: like oh, just being geez. like super chill. How about does
2: like, it feel to be the smartest person in the room, <laughs> Ivana? That was just like ah, you're really working out a our Fabulous facts little tie together.
1: Anthony's feeling challenged. Our usual clever boy. Our scholar. I- <laughs> Oh, All these big brains. Well, no,
2: i try and follow well,
1: that up. I just got a dumb horror movie, sorry. <laughs> but no, it's not dumb. It's brilliant, actually. <laughs> no, so I have, Um, I'm just going to quickly mention one, which I was like, it actually is a good triplet for people, but I, it's not the one I want to speak to as much today. But everyone should check out Horror Noir on uh, Shudder. It's a documentary about the history of black horror. Mm-hmm. Um, it's incredible, um, really in-depth uh, and as, as well as, like, having incredible commentary on just, like, the history of black people in cinema, it also, in horror cinema, it also has a lot of Jordan Peele talking about where his influences came from for the film and other creators talking about what Get Out was for them. It's, like, beautiful. It's got, like, mm. Tony Todd, who plays Candyman, being like, I just stared in awe at the screen. Like, I could not mm. believe that it, we got there. And mm. I'm like, wow, it's so Damn. good. Damn. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today is... Uh, another Shutter. Shutter literally, like five of my favorite movies you of last year. You are such a shill for Shutter. Shutter. You should just
0: apply for a job there. I am like
1: their promo boy. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. So, um, it's this incredible Shutter exclusive called Spiral. That it, um, it's my second favorite movie of last year, just under His House. Um, and it is about a same-sex couple. Uh, one of the Uh, Like so, two men. One of the men is a black man, uh, and they move to a small town with their daughter. And the town has creepy cult vibes. Um, And the first half of the movie, I was literally turning to Darcy and being like, "It is incredible," but it's. You could. I bet they were when Get Out came out. They were like, "Damn it! Are you kidding me?" (laughs) But from halfway through onwards, it distinguishes itself in the most chilling ways. And I think it does a great extension from Get Out on the idea of, like, there will always be somebody to hate. Like, the infrastructures of oppression, particularly in America, mean that all those structures and systems thrive on there always being an other, an enemy. And the idea that the main character is this black gay man means that the idea in Get Out that we have of this thing of, like, people who are marginalised and oppressed always know... Like they wouldn't be dumb people in horror movies who like stay the whole time and like don't know what's happening. They'd be like, "We have to leave. We have to leave. We have to leave." Um, and yeah, it's one of the like most difficult watches of that uh, very concept. It's incredible. Yeah, Spiral.
0: Damn, I actually didn't Lizzie, love Spiral. Interesting. Did you say it? I loved his house, which is your fave. But <laughs> well, you didn't Spiral, like Spiral. I think Spiral was more conceptually interesting than like I. I for some for whatever reason like. By the end, I wasn't grabbed
1: by it. Oh, that's so interesting. I, I think it had some of the most, like, memorable imagery for me in, in line with Get Out. Like, I still remember some images from that movie that really, yeah. Mm. Um, unsettled me.
0: I feel terrible because my... Mm, this is the <laughs> it's first time... Dumb, I can yeah, it. it's so dumb. No, <laughs> it's not that dumb. It's actually very sweet, okay? This triplet <laughs> okay, okay. is not related to the films in any way whatsoever. So uh, that's, like, the only thing I had to do. <laughs> But mm-hmm. I just I wanted to shout out an item that has made my life better, and that I wake up and look at it and it makes me happy, and it's from Ivana. It's a potato that she shipped me earlier oh. this year, that is now super crusty and it's growing eyes all <laughs> over it. But that's my triplet, this great potato.
1: <laughs> to do with, with our, our nice guests. Oh, I guess related you triplet. That's well, so cool. if I, you should explain
0: it. Weird, the service that you went through and stuff.
3: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um <laughs> I just, we had had a chat on the phone one day and I was like, oh, afterwards I wanted to send you something oh, to so just cute. like send you a message of like support and love and friendship. That's mm. so slow, and I was it? like, it'd be funny if she didn't know it was from me. So I started Googling like what places send like anonymous gifts. <laughs> and the first two options were like anonymous brick and anonymous potato. And I felt like. I, I, brick feels like more aesthetically pleasing.
0: Than A brick potato somewhat threatening, like, right?
3: Being like, hmm. yeah.
2: <laughs> I think potato is more like Eliza as well. Like it's
0: Thank you. Oh yeah. oh, Thank you. Eliza made an
1: entire, did in like year eight or something, did an entire yeah. like, presentation on potatoes. And That's the most potatoes. work I've
0: put into anything ever. Yeah. And the freaking food was tech teacher never marked it and never gave it back to me. <laughs>
3: Well, I'm glad. Yeah, it was like that, and also the fact that it will like it's like more like biodegradable. Like, what are you gonna do with a brick forever? Like, you're not gonna take it home. So they just do a thing where they like write a message on the potato. So I was just like, love you lots, you're doing great, etc. And like, didn't say who it was from. And then it said they told me it had arrived, and so I thought it'd be really funny. And I like texted Wise, and I was like, Hey, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm like cooking dinner. Like, do you have any ideas for like recipes that use potatoes? <laughs> And then she just like very earnestly was like, oh, yeah, you could try this and like sent a bunch of recipes. Like, and I was like, no. thanks, have you checked your mail? And she was like, oh, no, I'm at Max's. And I had to wait like the <laughs> weekend until you got it. Oh, and I was
0: like, no. cool, oh. I'll go cook those recipes now.
1: <laughs> oh, that's rough. Did you cook those <laughs> I'm any sorry. Were they good? No, no right.
0: it was a ruse, say- Noah. Duh. It was, it was just a ruse,
2: gag. Noah. Yeah,
1: but she was delighted <laughs> if she needed to cook. I don't know. That's you
2: a know. cute suggestion. But maybe you should be suggesting, like, the friendship more than the potato. Itself. But I don't want it other seems, people like,
0: in on the, the friendship. the spirit of the and friendship. That's what <laughs> we need
1: after these two horrific, very depressing films for it's a triplet. is a potato. We should just start being, like, my triplet is kindness. And then you would yeah. like, my yeah. is empathy. Sincerity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sincerity, yeah. yeah. Great. Wow. wow! I really feel like we're on our way to solving racism, guys. I think fixed we fixed it. it. Good job. I think we did it. We've done it. We didn't at all, but <laughs> these are great films that you should watch. They're really good.
0: Yes, I agree. And if you appreciated Yay. our discussion, you should definitely shoot us an email at twinpixpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with your feedback and suggestions for other movies because, like, Ivana just emailed us these great, this great suggestion and now, you know. We've had so much fun watching Look, the movie. Look at
1: Literally. Now you're on Spotify. Like a fan, like <laughs> like, Madam Taylor Swift. Like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's all happening.
0: <laughs> and we're definitely going to link to Ivana's piece about Tyrell um, in, in the oh. show notes and also to roughcutfilm.com, which is yeah, the definitely. youth-oriented criticism website that we helped found. And, um, um, Noah, what are the socials again?
1: Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, so you can check out our Instagram where you can vote for. I feel like Get out's going to win this one pretty quickly. Mm. Oh, yeah. But you should Poor all go Tyrell. watch Tyrell so you can vote. You know, no. Yeah, he'll, Tyrell will be really sad. That's a bit rough. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, and we have a Facebook as well. And, yeah, oh, and next week we have a fun little episode for you next week because, you know, the world's a bit sad. <laughs> Things are tricky. COVID is abound. <laughs> but we wanted to talk about. Movies That make you cry Bit of a special one Usually we do a <laughs> pairing But we just wanted to Mix it up I just and want to have
2: a cry Because
1: we The loss of the Bring it on episode Really I'm mean, in morning yeah. So we just wanted to Do a silly one Which is what That's going to be So yeah. if you want to Have a think Throughout the week About movies that make you cry You can let us know What they are
0: Do you have some really? Like big movies That you will watch To cry Ivana Like are you Do you seek out Me yeah. That experience yeah. in movies oh. Or not really Um because I know Meg
2: does. I, <laughs> I do. I love to cry. It is I, like the most good part of my life. <laughs> yeah, I love having a so cry pathetic. in the
3: cinema. I don't know if I like seek it out. It just happens when it happens. I think the last oh. time I teared up in a movie was Kajillionaire actually. I um, got
1: close to, with yeah, Kajillionaire actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah at the end. Sweet. But um, Did you like Kajillionaire?
3: Yeah, I really liked it. Sick. Mm. I, yeah. I, I, yeah.
1: That would be an interesting one to talk about sometime. Very um, kaufman minute. Like very weird and abstract. Hey? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I just always think about the fact that I feel like um, Evan Rachel would look like a member of 100 a hundred <laughs> 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 Gex. Which is great. Whoa. No, that's what I loved um, that she was bringing that energy. But no, yeah, I I don't mind
0: to cry. I'm a Pisces, so um, Pisces can, is more like Pisces because I- they that's like the Pisces thing. They cry a lot, right? That yeah, yeah yeah. Oh,
4: there you go. yeah, yeah. You're
3: right. <laughs> um, as a little side thing, can I very quickly plug something? Yeah, yeah, of Go for it. Just if you like movies, which I assume you do, because you're listening to this. Um, I'm gonna be covering. I am covering the Melbourne Queer Film Festival at the moment, as they're like official critics. I'll be like at a lot of the films. Um, if you want to see anything. Um, I guess I'll be, like, doing recommendations and stuff on their website. They haven't really clarified to me what, <laughs> where <laughs> they're going to go. But, um, yeah, Queer Film Festival, I'm spending the week watching, like, a lot of gay movies and it's, like, tiring but fun and there's lots <laughs> of, like, COVID unsafe gay sex happening all the time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I'll be around, go to it because queer films are good. That's super
4: oh, exciting. exciting. Do good you know fun. any, How can any we of not? The movies
3: that they're showing? Yeah. I do know what they're showing. Because they like I mean they've sent them to me, but then I looked yeah. up, they haven't announced it. Oh the calendar. Oh. Yeah. So oh. I can i oh, inside fun. Scoop. They've right. got snipers on me everywhere. Oh. So don't <laughs> say anything. Yeah, it's, it's like a little
0: instead of like a red dot, it's like a little pride flag like on their sniper
3: gun.
4: rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for yeah. joining us, everyone. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah. have fun. It Thank you good. for the suggestion. Great Ivana. Thank you for schlepping all the way over and here back to Melbourne. Melbourne. Thank you so much yeah. for coming. Yeah. Literally, Thanks the best. for having me. It's like the best
3: part of my week. Oh, oh <laughs> we <with> love. <laughs> <Yay>.
0: Hooray. <laughs>
1: Amazing.
0: <laughs> great. We'll see you next week. Plus, I'm crying.
1: Good Bye. shit. See you then. Bye. Bring the tissues. Bye.